Hi, I'm Mary Colbert. Welcome to Dr. Colbert's Divine Health Podcast. This is a continuation of anxiety. If you didn't see part one of anxiety, you need to watch it. But this is a continuation of dealing with anxiety. Don, we have anxiety going oh my on goodness, and, Mary. an epidemic. Oh, epidemic. They, we are living in troubling, troublesome times. And again, we have an epidemic of anxiety. Almost 20% of the population has anxiety. I think it's higher. And anxiety. <laughs> the people I meet and talk to, I think it's higher. I and do. anxiety can be crippling for so many people. We've already talked about generalized, generalized anxiety disorder. These are the worry warts. These are the Martha Marthas of uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 38. And um, again, we talked about the key to be more like Mary who sat at Jesus' feet and Martha, Martha was busy. And Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you're troubled about so many things. You're too busy. He says, but Mary has chosen the important thing, which is just sitting at Jesus' feet. And he said, and it will not be taken away from her. In other words, Martha, Martha, even though you want Mary to get up and help you serve, Mary's chosen the important thing that won't be taken away from her. Now, I don't want you to think that Don and I have been exempt from the temptation of anxiety because we have had our battles too. So that I think is one reason why God has qualified us to, yes. to teach it. Because yes. we haven't just lived it, we've overcome it. Yes, amen. And we have overcome anxiousness and we don't allow it to dominate our lives anymore. There was a period of time in our early marriage when my our two sons were out of control. They were out of control. <laughs> and we look I, back and I, laugh yeah. on it now. <laughs> and I just remember uh -huh. just begging God, oh God, please yes. don't let them kill anyone. God, please don't let them be killed. Oh yes. God, please don't let. I mean, because they would drink and drive. Yes. And I knew the, the repercussions of that could cause a major family disaster. Either they've killed someone or someone kills them or they're injured or maimed or God knows what. And Don, you know, it was a, it was a very dark oh, time. Mary, back then we would lay in bed and worry, worry, worry. We didn't know the word fully, what it said that be anxious for nothing or don't worry or be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. But first, we failed the work. We didn't cast all that care. We, had we to, carried the care and right. didn't give so it to we, the Lord. We walked through that period of uh, what I call dark times. But, and d our son would cut the alarm code <laughs> right. and sneak out. And we, we got an alarm system on our house. He'd sneak out the window on the second floor. And we'd and get gone and get, get up in the middle of the night. <laughs> so finally, one night, you know, I, at three o'clock in the morning, they weren't home. They were out partying. It's Friday night out of school. I knew what was going on. And I just went in and fell on my face before <laughs> the Lord, weeping, sobbing, begging God, please, God, don't let anything happen to him. Please protect him. And I am in there sobbing and crying. I have my Bible. Now, one thing I had learned is that when you're in a crisis, when you're in anything that's going on in your life that is of a real crisis, your job is to find out what the Word of God says about it. You get a word from God, and then that word from God and you become a majority in it. Now, I had learned that, but I hadn't 
exercised it in this area right, right. until this night. Mm-hmm. And I took the Bible out and I opened, I did one of those, you just <laughs> open the Bible. And I'm Russian roulette with yes, the Bible, with roulette, which is scary. <laughs> I know because <laughs> it could be a Job thing where you lose them all. But anyway, I'm sitting here and I'm weeping, and I open my Bible looking for a direction and a word and a promise from now, God. Now this was in the 1990s. Again, yeah. this wasn't recent, right? And there it was in Jeremiah. The word just was looming in my eyes. It was like. You know, he knew my heart, and I was sitting there. It says, Cease your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your sons shall dwell safely within the borders of your God. I tell you what, I sat there and I got that word. Amen. It went inside of me. I mean, it was like the Holy Spirit said, Mary, shut up crying. I got this. I got this. <laughs> right. Get out of fear. Yeah. Get I got faith. this. Yes. And so and you started, I mean, you I, did, you shifted. I stood up, I, I obeyed him. He now said, it took me a while to make the shift. Yeah. With weeping. He said, right. shut up, yes. weeping. <laughs> Cease your eyes from tears. So that's the word from the Lord. Amen. And I Holy literally Ghost. wiped my face. I got Amen. up, I went straight to bed and I went to sleep and that was it. I never again, I cast Amen. them over. He gave me this promise, come hell or high water, I knew he was going to perform this in their And you know life. what happened? Within a few months, they each got a DUI and had to go through driving class, and it totally changed them. Changed them. <laughs> they couldn't drive at all. They couldn't drive. They saw these DUI classes and the horrors yes. of what happens DUI, and never again did they drive under the influence. Amen. But he, and he'll work, he'll work through all kinds of ways to get their attention. And so I was so happy to know. Yeah. Amen. But Don, I remember that time for you. You're in practice. Yeah. Right oh, my goodness. All and that stress. I, I was remember, going without sleep. It yeah, was terrible. Yeah, you come horrible. in and go, Mary, they're out and they're. In, it's two o'clock in the morning. They're not in bed. Get up. Get up. They cut the and, alarm. And, I, know, I know. They and cut I'd it look again. At you and I'd go, Don, I need my sleep. Yeah, I'm done and with work. And you'd worry. get frustrated. Yeah. And listen, it's not that you don't care. Right. Because that's that's the wrong You just cast message. all your care on the Lord. I've already cast yeah. my care over on the and Lord. And I hadn't yet. And I had to learn. And eventually I cast all my care on him. But it took them to have to go to DUI class before I cast my care. But now we've talked about two major anxiety mm-hmm. disorders. Mm-hmm. We talked about generalized anxiety disorder. That's the worry wart like Martha Martha in Luke 10. And then we talked about panic disorder. Mm-hmm. That's where your alarm system goes out at uh, inappropriate times. Like when you're walking down the street, all of a sudden panic goes through you like fight or flight. Mm-hmm. And we talked about how to overcome that. Now we're going to talk about, I call it the monk disorder, OCD. You know, the detective monk that we love to watch on TV. That's funny. That's a funny TV series. Well, let's talk about OCD because this occurs in a small amount, two to 3% of the U.S. population. The average age of us onset is 19, but this problem is major anxiety for people who have it. We make fun of it because Monk is so entertaining and so funny, but it is a major anxiety disorder that can be crippling to so many people. So OCD is simply a pattern of unwanted thoughts and fears or obsessions that lead you to do repetitive behaviors or compulsions. Just like for Monk, anytime he touches something uh, that's dirty, he has to have a wipe. 
and his, here he has his assistant that carries this thing of wipes, and he's always asking for a wipe. Because he's obsessed with germs. Germs, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So again, examples are excessive hand washing due to contamination fears, and the hands eventually become chapped, chapped red, and raw, or raw. Uh, checking doors repeatedly to make sure the doors are locked. That's OCD. And literally, you can't stop. You're, you got to go through and check all. They have to go through these people, this disorder, check all the doors and make sure. I'm all, I sometimes have this issue when we leave home. I want to make sure all my doors are locked. Mm -hmm. But again, not always, just when we go out of town for two weeks. Mm -hmm. Okay, also checking the stove repeatedly, make sure it's turned off. Arranging the cupboards and shelves and fridge so that all the canned goods are facing the same way to make sure all the labels are in order. The average age of onset, again, is usually around 19, and it's usually learned from watching family members. And I have a good friend who I've worked out with for years, and um, his name's Joe, and he had OCD when he was a kid by watching his dad. And then he, he used to have to uh, count different steps or walk in a certain way or he feared that something bad would happen. And his dad I said, I notice you've got OCD patterns. He says, it's not going to happen. It's a lie. Forget it. And just simply his dad saying that, a figure of authority made him doubt the OCD compulsions and the obsessions, and he literally reversed it, and he stopped it. Uh, irrational thoughts. That's These it. are irrational thoughts. Now, we know it's okay to have what is rational thoughts. Yes, you and know, the Word of God yeah. is rational thoughts, there but it's from the Word of God. Thoughts. You know, you want to make sure your doors are locked at night. Right. You want to make sure when you get in the car that you do have gas to get you where you need to go. There are things that you need to do that are rational. They're not irrational, but you've got to learn to know the difference between the two. One is obsessive. It controls your every thinking in the day. And then you, when you have something like that controlling your constant thinking, guess what? You can't hear from God. Exactly. You can't. That's where you've got to learn how to cast all of your cares on the Lord and leave them there and refuse to pick them back. Just leave them on the Lord. Cast them off your shoulders onto the Lord's shoulders. He can carry them. You can't. If you carry those loads, it's going to eventually cause severe anxiety, lack of sleep, and eventually disease. High blood pressure, uh, severe fatigue from too much worry, just worn out. And again, I love Brother Hagen. He talks about a, a pastor who came to see him. He was 39 years old. And he was so tired, his wife says, you got to go to the doctor. He couldn't preach. So he went to the doctor and the doctor said, listen, you're 39 years old, but you have the body of a nine-year-old. You've got the energy of a nine-year-old man. He says, you're all worn out. He says, I bet you take every church member's problems and you eat with those problems and you sleep with those problems and you meditate on those problems so much, it's worn you out. He says, the only answer is this. He didn't have medicine. This was over 50 years ago. He says, this is what I want you to do. You're 39 years old. Years old. You got to quit the ministry. You got to rest. And if you do that, you may have two more years of life expectancy. But if you don't, he said, you're going to probably drop dead any minute. Do you know the wisdom of God, even for Moses, he saw that the burden of those Three million uh, Jews, six million Jews. That he I think it's two million in the was desert. Was it two million, two million in the desert? Six million was were killed in the Holocaust. 
Oh, okay. I, well, it was millions. It was. But the wisdom from the Holy Spirit was, you've got to delegate. Mm-hmm. Moses, you're going to have to delegate yep. this. Yep. And so many pastors yep. are overburdened and laden with babysitting. Oh, yeah. Uh, in a sense, that's what they're doing is they're they babysitting. They baby food. And, they're Christians and that never grow up. They never grow up. <laughs> they're and all babies. Pastors, let me just encourage you right now. You need to get a little tough with your congregation congregation. It's different if they're new and they've just come in, but if they've been sitting there for five, six years and they're still on baby food, you need to put a prod in them and get them going. Get a cattle prod, but no, no, let me tell you what this pastor did. He remembered Brother Hagen. They were about the same age and when they were young ministers, they noticed they noticed that Brother Hagen never worried and they thought he was nuts. And then he they said, thought he didn't care. No, no, That's, no. They mis, misread that they as you don't he, care. They thought he was nuts. That they is said, not they, true. He, they actually, he came to him. He said, Brother Hagan, I thought you were nuts. We all, all the pastors thought you were yeah. nuts because yeah. we knew the problems you were having. Yeah. You're having more problems than all of us, but you wouldn't carry them. We noticed that you were never sick, that your kids were never sick. He says, what am I going to do? <laughs> and, and Brother Hagin says, what are you going to do? Here, you're a pastor. You should be teaching and preaching what to do. Yeah. He says, what you've got to do is cast. First of all, he says, you've got to repent for worry. He says, worrying is a sin. It is. He says, worrying is a sin greater so than smoking and drinking and drugs, because he says it'll kill you faster than all those other vices. That is so powerful, Don. I pray that goes into people that are watching here Because right now. he says, it when will. you worry, yeah. you are shortening your life. Yes. He says, you're destroying your strength. You're destroying your energy. Just like he says now, he said he had the energy of a 90 year old man. He said the doctor recommended he stop preaching and just live the last two years of his life out or else if he kept preaching, he'd drop dead any minute. Right. And so he said, what am I going to do? He says, number one, you've got to repent of worry. Worry is a sin. So he did. He led him in a prayer. He repented. He says, now you got to learn how to cast all your care on the Lord. You can't cure it. You got to cast it on him and leave it there. He says, but how do I do that? So literally he stayed with Kenneth Copeland for a few more days and Kenneth, Co- oh, excuse me, Kenneth Hagen. Kenneth <laughs> and Kenneth Copeland does the same thing. But Kenneth Hagen literally taught him how to cast all his cares onto the Lord and leave them there. We kept, keep picking our cares up the next day and talking about it. You can't talk about them. And you got to leave them there. Yes. And I'm going to tell you something. And we were just talking on the set before we came on here about the power of doubt. Oh, yes. And what happens, and this is real, doubt is very real. But what happens with a lot of people who have, who battle anxiousness, they're anxious, is they see people of faith and they see these people of faith that didn't work and they fall short or it doesn't appear that it worked for them. So the enemy will have you focus on where it didn't work. Right. And then he makes you start thinking, well, it ain't going to work for you either. And that's that's where you have to cast down these vain imaginings. Jesus talked about that. Casting down vain imaginings. You aren't them. You are you. And it will work for you. And that's where you empower the truth in you is by casting down vain imaginings. I don't know why it didn't work for such and such. I don't know why that happened. Well, I know why it didn't. I'll tell you why. It's real simple. You got to meditate on two 
are two key scriptures. Number one, Philippians 4, verses 6, 7, and 8, and 1 Peter 5, verse 7. And first of all, Philippians 4, 6, 7, and 8, I like the Amplified Classic Edition, and it says, don't fret or be anxious about anything, but in all things, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. In other words, ask what you want from God, and then boom, you leave it there. And then it says, but you got to do the Thanksgiving part too. And then you leave it there. And then it says the peace of God, the peace of God that passes all understanding shall keep your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. But you got (laughs) to leave them there. You can't pick them back up. And then 1 Peter 5, 7, casting all of your care. It doesn't say casting some or casting just a few, casting all of your care on him, on Jesus, because he cares for you. And you got to leave them there. We keep picking them up and keep asking the same same problem the next day. After you leave them there, you thank him for the answer. You don't keep asking the same thing over and over. You thank him. Thank you, Lord. I have overcome. I'm an overcomer. This this is not a problem. I'm an overcomer. I've overcome this. You thank him for it. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Listen, and all I can picture is Jesus in the bottom of the boat sleeping Mm -hmm. and the waves are crashing and the disciples are toiling and freaking out because he is laying there sound asleep and they see that as if he doesn't care. <laughs> doesn't he care? Don't we're you gonna care? Pass? Don't you care that, <laughs> that we're, drowning? We're, we're drowning? We're drowning. I'm telling you. But I don't what, have a care in the world. But you know what? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you some good news. The same spirit that was in Jesus Christ in that boat in the waves dwells in you. Amen. And he is in you to give you that same peace that he's got this. He's got this. He will direct you. I'm telling you, he will give you wisdom. He will give you insight. He will guide you as you submit your ways unto him. He will direct your paths. He will speak to you and give you answers that you need. When you stay in peace, Amen. when you stay out of fear. Now, Mary Kenneth Hagin said it best. He said when he was a young preacher and he had, uh, he said the other preachers his age knew he had all these problems in his church. Most all the members didn't pay their tithes. You know, there were all kind of uh, backbiting in the church and everything. But they would ask him, uh, these pastors, Brother Hagin, how goes the battle? And he would say, I don't have a care in the world. I've, you know, I don't have a care. They said, we thought he was nuts. We knew all the problems now, he you had. Love that. But he cast every one of his cares on the Lord. He didn't pick them back and up. And he let the joy of the yes. Lord come through his face. And, I love it. And people talk behind his back going, yeah, but do you know what's really going on? You know? <laughs> he had cast it on the Lord and left them I there. Know, I loved it. I, I love know, that. But that's how God wants us. Amen. And see that a lot of people go and bite off a lot more than they can chew. With debt, with your debt, big churches. They go build things because oh, yeah. they, they get the, the lust of the flesh. Lust of the eyes, the pride of life. And it, they become motivated mm-hmm. in the wrong direction Amen. instead of hearing from God mm-hmm. saying, I want you to do this. Amen. When he has you do it, guess what? He supplies all your needs. That's right. And if you've gotten in lust and you've gotten overboard, you're just going to have to, all you can do is just go to him and repent and ask him to forgive you and then ask him to give you guidance on what to do. Okay. We got two more anxiety disorders I got to talk about. Number one is PTSD. (laughs) 
And again, I've been dealing with this in patients for years, searching for answers. We got some amazing answers for this. PTSD is an anxiety disorder triggered by a terrifying event, either experiencing it or witness it and then replaying it in your mind. Someone with PTSD has been a victim of a major trauma, such as a rape, sexual abuse, armed robbery, a very humiliating experience. It's also associated with war, with trauma, with torture, with injury, surviving a disaster, and about 6% of the population has this. This is huge, especially in the military. And the military have asked me to address the Green Beret and certain uh, you know, military that's on the front line of the battle. Mm -hmm. And so I recommend for this, and I've been doing this for decades, mm -hmm. trauma resolution therapy or EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing with a Christian counselor. This is amazing at resetting trauma and helping to resolve trauma. And so again, with this, we just simply um, reprogram their minds with the Word of God. And what we do is we go, I, which is what I do, I've been doing it for many years. I go through and literally we can access the trauma, have them relive the trauma, and then we tap these acupressure points, and then we use colored glasses and eye movements, and it's amazing how many of these traumas are gone that quickly. Now again, some have to have it repeated, and also we usually use forgiveness therapy with that. And EMDR does something similar, so everyone can't get in and see me, but you can find a good Christian counselor who does EMDR, eye movement desensitization and reprocessing. So again, that is a, a wonderful therapy uh, for many PTSDers. And I've do, used this in the military for military officers, I've used it for soldiers, I've used it for people that have been raped, robbed, major traumas, but also there's uh, new forms of medicine that are uh, actually being researched that people need to be aware of. And again, I'm not a huge into this. I'm, I'm, in fact, I don't do this at all, but it, some of this looks real promising for those with severe PTSD. And they're using psychedelic meds. This is a new form of medicine that's research and experimental. It's a type of medicine. And acid. it's not, it's not right. FDA approved in this country right. yet. It's used in other countries, Mexico, Central America, South America. They use meds, hallucinogens, such as psilocybin or mm -hmm. MDMA, which is ecstasy, or the newest one is DMT, dimethyltryptamine. And what they found is these meds stimulate neurotrophic and growth factors and neuroplastic changes and help one to reprocess uh, traumatic memories and traumatic events. They help them. It's, it's literally, for some people, they can literally stop the trauma immediately. That's amazing. And so it, it's very helpful for some. And Aaron Rodgers, actually the famous football player for the Green Bay Packers who went to play for the New York Jets, actually went to Peru, uh, made a trip to Peru, and he had the uh, DMT herb, which is called, uh, there's an herb they use called ayahuasca. It's kind of like a tea. It's a tea, right. And it comes from two, uh, uh, from a vine and a bush. 
and uh, he drank the tea and he, he says that in doing so, it helped him to see how to unconditionally love himself. He says a breakthrough for him. But because this tea that's been used for thousands of years that's in amazing. South America. That's really interesting. It literally took help him see on the inside and to forgive himself. And it changed his life from that moment on. And uh, also, again, according to a clinical psychologist, in the right doses and proper environment, these meds allow a person to dive into subconscious thoughts and to address deep traumas and resolve them. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. So again, it may be for those with severe T PTSD, mm -hmm. and but again, it's not allowed. It's a Schedule One drug in this country, and mm -hmm. doctors don't do it in this country. Now, it may be allowed in experimental eventually. conditions eventually, but mm -hmm. right now it's not. Why? Because it can cause respiratory arrest and coma. It's got to oh. be tightly <laughs> regulated, guys. Okay. This is a majorly coma. Did you hear this that? Is, this is a majorly yeah. dangerous med. Yeah. Yeah. And so you got to use it in those rare cases under real strict conditions, okay? In rare cases, it can cause respiratory arrest and coma. It can cause cardiac arrest, especially in patients with cardiac problems. It can cause psychosis. It can cause seizures, vomiting, and asphyxiation. It can cause flashbacks and addictions. So it's not something you want to take lightly. It's for those severe patients that see, need breakthrough. and the Word of God has no it's side effects. Yes, exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying. We're pointing out that, you know, man is working on natural ways of dealing with things, but we prefer the Word of God because the Word of God has no side effects. None. Amen. And it's the best. What, what happens with trauma is people get an actual groove in the brain yes. that it gets stuck. That's, you know, the brain runs down these highways. And then what you do is you reprogram that groove yes. in your brain. Right. And then you will instinctively. And we can do that usually with our forgiveness therapy and trauma resolution therapy right. or EMDR. But yeah. there's one other anxiety disorder because we're running out of time. Okay, go ahead. I got to mention this. Phobias, phobias. This is the most common anxiety disorder in this country. Yes, I believe that. 9.1% mm -hmm. of the population U.S. has a phobia. This wow. is crazy. And we, it's so easy to overcome. So we got to tell the people how. Okay. Number one. The phobias are simply excessive and persistent fear of a specific object, situation, or activity that's not harmful. In other words, it's spending $10 worth of energy for a two-cent problem. And it's, again, so easy to fix. My there, mom had phobias about driving over a bridge. Oh, yeah. The big, huge bridge. Well, let's just talk about it. There's five categories of phobias. Number one, animal phobias. Fear of spiders, arachnophobia, fear of snakes. And oh my goodness, some snakes, you got to be kind of, you got to be cautious because <laughs> we have these, these uh, rattlesnakes here in Texas and we have these uh, copperheads that are dangerous. I just had a patient bitten by a copperhead. He says it felt like lava under his skin. But we can't focus there. I know, but, but he was, he, he went to the ER, he had this. Uh, and a venom that cost him $30,000, $60,000 for two vials. But, he lived. but anyway, he lived and his he hands lived. fine. Also, the fear of bugs, the fear of mice, the fear of dogs. You had a fear of dogs when you were attacked by that uh, pit bull. 
I, I have a little trigger. I know, you, know. you got in the elevator with a guy, a dog that looked, a man who had a dog that looked yeah. like the dog. And I asked him, you if you don't mind, just step out of the elevator with your dog, please. Do not get in this elevator with that dog. Right, I mean, but then there's natural environment phobias, the fear of heights, storms, the fear of water. There's blood injection, injury phobias, like seeing blood, receiving an injection. Uh, there's situational phobias like fear over uh, fear of driving over bridges, fear of driving through tunnels, fear of flying, fear of riding in elevators, and there's other phobias like fear of choking or fear of vomiting. Mm. Then there's social anxiety disorder or social phobias. I've seen a lot treated lots of these. This is usually linked to a, a history of abuse or teasing and bullying. Mm -hmm. Where what happens is uh, these people have significant anxiety about being embarrassed or humiliated or rejected mm -hmm. and looked down upon in social interruption mm -hmm. or, or excuse me, looked down on in social interactions. These people literally walk, and I used to have this. I used to walk in a room and I felt everyone was looking at because my sister used to make fun of me when I was little said, you're so ugly, you're horrible, you got buck teeth. And so again, every time I'd go into a room, I'd, I'd freeze and I didn't realize what it was. I'd have a panic attack. And Kyle, our son Kyle struggled with this too. And so now I can help people through this. We do the five minute He's Free now, cure. thank God. Well, okay, You're free then, now too. Thank God. Psychologist Rod, Dr. Roger Callahan, developed thought-filled therapy, and, and he states that 70 to 80 percent of patients with phobias can be healed. And I've been doing this for almost 30 years with patients. We just take them to thought-filled okay. therapy. We call it the five-minute phobia cure, and most phobias can be cleared in five minutes. Easiest thing ever. That is so And then exciting. there's or excuse me, agoraphobia. This is the fear of being in public. Now, this, this is horrible type of phobia. Places where escape may be difficult or embarrassing, such as public transportation, being in open spaces, being in a crowd. The agoraphobia can be so severe that a person may be unable to leave their home. And that was Monk's brother. Remember on the mm -hmm. TV show Monk? Yeah. He has a brother that has arachnophobia. And me, there agoraphobia. could be people watching us right now with that same fear. But again, God this can be you. resolved with thought-filled therapy, yes. with EMDR, with uh, trauma resolution therapy, with cognitive behavioral therapy, or just uh, taking the Word of God. Taking the Word of God, meditating on the Word of God, abiding in the Word, letting the Word of God dwell in you richly and overcoming all this anxiety, all these phobias, all of this problem is simply the Word of God. It really is. And you know what? I really want to encourage you to get into the Word and study it and read it because you will find the promises that God has in His Word for everything you're battling. And then what you use is those words are living words. They're life. And you just speak to those lying voices. You have to speak. Do you know the power of God is voice activated? Amen. You can't can't just think it. You have to speak it. He says, whatsoever you say, you say to this mountain and believe <coughs> in your heart and shall Voice not doubt. Activated. That it, you cast that evil that's thought Mark 11, that's dominating. You speak to it and command it to go into the sea and you stand on the word of God and you watch the situation change. Amen. Now, a few things that can help them, Mary. Number one, the Bible cure for depression, anxiety. That is a book I wrote about 
what, 15 years ago that's helped so many patients, chuck full of scripture that helped to literally cast all your care on the Lord who and cares for you. stress less. And then stress less drops. Stress less drops are new. They'll and the be book out. stress less. And the book stress less, as well as our hemp oil, our nano hemp oil helps tremendously with stress and anxiety. And then other things we use for stress and anxiety are Brain Zone Basic that has the active forms of the B vitamins that help to calm the brain down, especially that active form of folic acid and B, B, active form of B12. And again, I talk about other nutrients in my book like 5-HTP, L-theanine, GABA. But then also we have one of my favorite supplements is our nanoglutathione. This is our newest. Nanoglutathione so helps... Uh, especially with those that have those worrisome thoughts. It helps by decreasing inflammation in the brain. And so again, so many people have these thoughts they can't break free. These are, these are simply supplements that'll enable you along with the Word of God and the key things of training your brain to stop the what ifing, stop the catastrophizing, stop the awfulizing, and literally train your brain and meditate and marinate on the Word of God. When you partner with us with Divine Health and buying any of our products, you're helping us be able to do what we do. God has told us to get all this information out with the way Don treats patient, what he does, how much to take, where to get it. We are committed to bring you the answers to everything he's ever treated so that you'll know what to do to empower you. You know why? Because God wants you to have an abundant life. He said, I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Jesus wants that for everyone. He's not a respecter of persons. So what you can do, he will not do. Do you understand that? What you can do, he will not do. It's important you do your part Amen. and partner with him and watch the life of God, the Zoe life of God Amen. come forth out of you. Amen. Well, praise God. They have the keys, but then you've got to meditate and meditate and meditate from what? Number one, Philippians 4, 6, 7, and 8. And number two, 1 Peter 5, 7. That is your key. Marinate and to your health, and to overcoming anxiety. <laughs> you have the keys. Marinate. <laughs> I like that. Marinate. <laughs> Amen. Until next time, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for watching. Amen.